Welcome back to Buffs and Blindsides, the essential Survivor 45 companion podcast. Today we're discussing episode 5. Evan, take it away. Oh, sorry. That was me yawning because this episode put me to fucking sleep. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say uh, this, epi- this season has been a roller coaster, not of like in a good way of like you build up to a thrill. I guess I hope we're going that way. But, like one episode, I'm like, all right, that was, that was good. That was nice. And then every other episode just left me with like, that was a waste of 90 minutes of my life. And tonight was a waste of 90 minutes of my life. How did you feel, Tim? I don't think I've ever felt the highs that you were mentioning there. I think it's more the so. The episode like, was great. We both agreed that episode was great. Maybe it's a little too high in uh, my mind. Maybe I don't. I don't, I have amnesia or something. I, I don't remember that. I <laughs> I just remember you know being impressed with some improvements on the show and the game and you know ninety minute episodes. Oh yeah, that's um, a good point. But we like, weren't impressed overall, with the play. You're right. <laughs> Overall, I don't know if I've been impressed with this cast or this the is, gameplay or anything. This is, like, I have to say, I think this is our least impressive cast of the new season. Like, five episodes in, I think I can make that statement. Like, as a whole, this cast has been very unimpressive. Yeah, and I think it's also hard to say since we've seen a lot of similar character types. <laughs> in the past yeah that's a good seasons. that's a good point so it's not that like it's not really a knock against those people in some ways like they're playing the game well whatever it's are just they like, are they really okay. you know maybe not interesting just maybe not okay. playing it interesting enough um but yeah i mean i think we've seen these character types in a lot of the past seasons and that kind of makes it hard for them to stand out in some ways. Um, I agree with that. As a fan who's watched a lot of survivor. (laughs) And I, I I do think there's like some reason to be optimistic as we go down the line. If we keep the cream of the crop, like I do think there's some interesting characters at the top of this season. Like Caleb really stands out as someone that I'm really curious to see where his storyline is going to go. I know I'm aboard the Emily train. I don't think a lot of people are, but like I find her interesting. Yeah, um, I find uh, Kelly pretty interesting, but there's like maybe four or five that I'm feeling that good about. And then the rest, I'm just kind of like, can we just can we just cut them? Like, it feels like there's a lot of dead weight this season to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. And maybe it's I don't I don't even know if it's from an editing standpoint. It's just like. There's not much going on in their games <laughs> or people yeah. who haven't been. to tr- Well, I assume everyone's. No, not everyone's been to tribal at this point. Um, no, not yet. But yeah, there's still quite a few people who haven't been to tribal, I would think. Probably yeah, like it's a, a good solid four or five. Mm-hmm. A good chunk of Bellow, original Bellow, hasn't been yet. Right. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't really know what the solution is here. I think maybe the game's a little bit boring, or maybe it's just like, okay, we have these three-day cycles on Survivor, and we have 90 minutes to show what happens in that three-day cycle, uh, or two-day cycle, whatever it is. And maybe there's not that much gameplay going on, or not that much... I don't know. I feel like this episode, like, we got a little bit of everything, but I felt like... Oh, that that was going to be one of my complaints. It's interesting you say that. Really? 
I feel like this episode was just very heavy on like hypothetical strategy to me. I would agree with that. Like I, we got I a little bit got... of food banter in the beginning and we get the classic like Katura ragging on Bruce. Like, I mean, that one, if there's a betting line for will Katura have a confessional <laughs> about Bruce in an episode, that's free money. I'm not an advocate for betting, but that that is literally just a paycheck. Go cash that bad boy. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but other than that, I I found this episode was just a lot of just strategy talk and I don't know. Didn't do, didn't do it for me. I, I can't do 90 yeah. minutes of good strategy talk. And also kind of rehashing some storylines or things that we've already seen in past episodes um, in ways that didn't really seem too interesting or appealing to me. Like, okay, we've seen this before. We don't really need to see people talking about this again. Um, unless it leads to something in the future. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Um, but what I was saying is we did get like a little bit of everything. We did get a little bit of camp life, though not much. Um, did get a bunch of gameplay, had a challenge, had we never saw what happened with those fish rewards, which is kind of disappointing. Super um, disappointing. We They had the, the journey. Yeah, I don't know. It felt like the episode was going by really slowly. <laughs> It's super dragged. Should we should we do our recap? We can get into it. Stop talking about the abstract. Really, yeah. Get into our you know our meat of uh, meat of my complaints. I guess maybe you'll have yeah, more yeah. positive overtones to share, but I will not. <laughs> so so we start with the the big question from last week: Who voted Sifu? <laughs> Sifu, uh, what do you want to say, Evan? Spit it out. I I have gone on this show a lot and ranted about, oh, someone threw a vote on you. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I think this is one of the few cases where I'm going to give Sifu that, like, it did matter. I'm okay with him hunting down who voted him this time. Like, I I still think that D got a little screwed. I think J. Mai and Julie should have made it clear they weren't going to vote for him. But um, I, I didn't mind this witch hunt as much as I minded some other witch hunts in the past. Yeah, I think it was pretty good and entertaining. Um, Sifu's a character. He'll make anything. I don't want to say necessarily entertaining. He'll make it. He'll make things interesting for sure. Uh, almost I think almost just, coach-esque in a way that there's like a parable to go with everything. I think it was just an interesting, maybe not interesting. I was not interested in hearing. I didn't really care about the Reba dynamics. I don't care about that tribe right? at all. I think it seems so irrelevant. I don't know why there's are there, is there still six of them right there? They're full six. Well, and I, I, I just I couldn't well, care less. I guess I guess all of them. I don't really care about any of them. Um, but this the current Reba tribe, I'm saying. Oh, OK. Gotcha. Sorry. Apologies. Yeah. Also, Even though fair. all of them are from the past Reba tribe. Yeah. Um, but it was like it was interesting just to hear what other people's perspectives are on the dynamic. Um, D was like saying like, oh, Sifu's causing chaos. Uh, they think he has an idol or something. Um, don't they already know that Austin has? I'm so confused. Where do they think he got this idol from? They know who has it from their well, beach. I guess, I guess the maybe assumption, the assumption is a... that there's a new idol after the swap. But they, but they it's saw like it that get he played. had an idol and a bunch of advantages. 
and um, and maybe now that I think about it, it's really just Jay Maya talking about the idol, and I guess she never knew that Austin and whatever the other guy's name is, Lanky Boy uh, Drew. Like maybe <laughs> it's just Jay Maya who didn't know, so she's the one who keeps bringing it up. I can't remember, but still, eh. I think we can both agree a little bit of a snooze fest stretch to start the episode. Yeah, and it it just feels like a little bit of like I don't know, maybe like some dramatic irony or something. I think that's a correct use of that term from English Great literary analysis where, of Survivor, where where the audience knows what's happening, but the the characters or um, the players in this case do not. Yeah. Um, and it was just not interesting to me as a viewer. And it was just like, I guess I could see the perspective of we talked about this in the past of um, sometimes you get like random votes thrown and you're like, why did that person vote for whoever? Um, and it could stem from something that happened off screen. Or why did they consider this person to be a threat? And there was something that happened off screen. And now we're kind of seeing that. But maybe it's not that interesting, you know? Yeah. Maybe we don't need to see all of it. <laughs> this is, uh, like, and this could be a theme of the episode I'll bring up more. I, like, I, I've gotten to the point with the editors in the last, you know, four and a half seasons where I feel like I trust them now. And so... I think that this episode being so boring was more driven by just a lack of interesting things happening than like what they chose to show us, you know? Yeah, I would agree that with that. Somewhere. Okay, yeah, cool. I mean, maybe they could have showed the reward a little bit. Yeah. I would have enjoyed had they picked the sandwiches, watching them eat the sandwiches. <laughs> that would have been some good TV. You know, to go off our like literary analysis theme with your dramatic irony, I think it's so weird that we spent I'm going to like go way out of order here. Sorry, guys. Mine's a little bit of a mess today. Um, Like, I think it's so weird that we spent the first half of the episode like daydreaming about food. And that was the first 10 minutes of the episode. And then to your point, we don't see them eat the food. Like, why yeah. did you, why did you yeah. create that situation and then not give us the payoff? That was mean. Um, So I'll, yeah. I'll definitely agree with you there, Tim. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting move by the editors because, you know, textbook survivor, like everything's foreshadowing something and i would have expected like a huge food reward or like like a reward challenge with a food trip or something that um, based on what we're seeing you and hit then, the nail on the head with that one yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean just not even to see the the challenge reward um that was a little bit disappointing but you know i mean that's kind of the theme with the new seasons like they don't even show the other tribes after the challenge happens um, every commercial break we went to for like the first like 30 minutes of this episode i kept being like okay we're gonna come back from this break and there's gonna be a reward challenge yay and then it just kept being more strategy that i did <laughs> not care about and i was like okay time to play on my phone some more yeah and as i always say it's like you know i don't care until they're going to tribal thank the you doesn't interest me are and we then, in like... the minority of people who feel that way because i like to me, that's just so obvious. Like, I'm not going to care about strategy till I know who's going to tribal. Um, I, I literally just can't do it. It, it does not interest me. Um, so all this I strategy. Just, I mean, we have a good like 25 minutes of strategy before the challenge. And I don't think I remember a thing from it. If I'm being real, you're going to recap events to me. And I'm going to be like, oh, that happened. OK, cool. Nice. Uh, OK, so you want me to run like speed run this? Recap? Oh, I love it. Let's go. <laughs> Tim is okay. speed running, everyone. I'm starting um, the timer. So after we have Reba, we go to Bello, 
and we get that camp life that we talked about. They're talking about food a little bit. Uh, Emily says a funny quote. She says, I've always wanted to know what it's like to die by starvation. <laughs> um, Kendra's tries to eat a worm. Uh, Brando says 70% protein, 30% poop. <laughs> um, I don't know what else happened there. They go to Lulu. Jake passes oh, out again. You, you oh. did miss that. Uh, just, just for our viewers, Kendra did not could not stomach the worm, so she spit she it. She couldn't out. eat the worm. Yeah, weak sauce. Okay, so Lulu, Jake passes out again. Um, that made for like I guess an interesting moment there. That was the most interesting part of the episode. You know, it was once you juxtapose that against the players that quit. It was awesome. Think about it, that. It's like it was a shaming. It was a public shaming. Just what Jake did to them without how, knowing. How different that was from those players of him being like, I do not want to be pulled from this game. You're going to have to vote me out. Um, it was so refreshing. Amazing. It was so good to hear. Amazing. And I felt like it was a good use of like, I guess, the flashback, maybe a tad overdone, but you know, tad overdone. But, you know. I'll give it to the guy. The guy who's not quitting in the season of quitters, I'll give it to him. Yeah. Um, what else do we get? I think we have Lulu again at some point. Um, Lulu, I mean, big, biggest thing that maybe the biggest moment of the episode is Katura had a confessional that wasn't about Bruce. That was that was wild. <laughs> I was holding my breath that the whole time. I was waiting for it to tie back in and it didn't. I was like, whoa, is she expanding that her horizons? I'm proud of her. Yeah, so she went idol hunting, I guess, because for some reason, everyone else in camp except her was off somewhere, <laughs> which was a bit strange. Um, was. I was curious what they were doing and how we never got an explanation of what they were really doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she's kind of linking up with Caleb. Caleb's kind of linking up with everyone um so like as you observed last week i think caleb's just playing a really great social game or just you know trying to play with everyone i like you, you we're gonna bring this up right now and i'm sure we'll tie back in later i really think that like caleb is doing such a good job like shepherding in the lost sheep you know like he's going to the people who are kind of one-off and he's getting that one-on-one -on -one level loyalty that i think is really important in the new era survivor you know like right now, I feel like I can already count like four four solid jury votes for Caleb if we continue down a similar track. Um, and to say that by episode five, I feel like is pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm just a bit worried that he's going to get like backstabbed or something. Yeah, I feel like he might be spreading his net a little too far because he's trying to be buddies with everyone. But again, in the new era, that might work out OK. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um... That's pretty much all I had with Lulu there. Um, I think we go back to Reba and then D has a flashback. I wrote down flashback city over here. Am I right? More quitters to roast. <laughs> hey, if that's how we're using flashbacks, I don't mind. I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more so like she was talking about oh, why I'm in this game and why I want to win. I don't know. I kind of blacked out. <laughs> Fair. Sifu, I guess, is being a little chaotic there. Um, talking about push-offs or something. <laughs> oh, Sifu. Um, 
He's a weird dude. Weird dude. I, I want to hang out with Sifu like in real life for a day. <laughs> I think it'd be borderline traumatic, but I'm really curious. Weird dude. I feel like I, I understand him as a person. I feel like I've met people like Sifu in my life. Are you talking about me, Tim? Just say it. No. Okay, cool. Nice. Um, then we go back to Bello and there's some strategizing there. Um, there's this kind of Brando talking with Drew and Emily suggests this nerd alliance um, says that nerds never make it far. And I'm like, isn't everyone on Survivor in recent seasons a nerd? Uh, needs to get shoved <laughs> into a locker. Yes. Um, also, Carson was final four last year. Um, so or last season. So that yeah. argument didn't hold up too well in my book. I feel like Survivor is almost has become inherently nerdy. If you're a Survivor super fan, you are a nerd. And even if you're not a Survivor super fan, we somehow find just like the most nerdy people ever to cast right now. Like even the non super fans this season seem pretty dorky. So testament to the casting process. They've really done a nice job finding one specific archetype. Yeah. Um. I forget what happens happens in that interaction. I think Drew is just like, nah, no, thank you. <laughs> I appreciated I the bluntness. I'm going to be real. It was at least like something remotely interesting and not just game body. Um, Drew, we're going to talk more about this later, but Drew's Drew's mouth is going to get him in trouble. That dude speaks way too much of his mind in a bad way for Survivor, which I'm here for because it's reality television. So I'd love a little outburst. But man, he says some stupid shit to people. I would agree with that. And I also think he's a terrible liar. So. Oh, he's awful at lying. Um, I just don't know how on a five person tribe you can claim to be super smart and then have someone literally say that they're willing to cross the aisle guaranteed. And then for you to just be like, nah, I'm good. No, thanks. Like, A, first off, that should telegraph how he feels about Emily. Right. And then B, it's just dumb. It's just dumb, dumb. But. I digress. I, I guess he was necessarily saying that he was going to cross the aisle, did he? I think he was saying, like, if you're going to vote against the Bellow people, don't vote for me. I don't that think was he the was argument later. Vote for Kendra. No, he literally no, said right, right was... away, like, Nerd Alliance, and then, and then I guess the Kendra vote came later. This was just the Nerd Alliance. Too. Oh, okay, right, right. I guess that's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I guess we go to Lulu at some point. Bruce is being kind of sucky. Uh, <laughs> Bruce being Bruce. Katura is like obviously upset by this. Caleb's just like, whatever. I'm going to keep playing uh, as long as I'm making Bruce feel good. <laughs> That's fine by me. <laughs> I just feel like if we're going to spend so much time talking about how Brucey Bruce is, like, I need someone to get into it with Bruce. You know? Like, come on, Katura, just take him on. Like, the whole tribe, if she starts taking him on, I feel like the tribe will take her side at this point because they're all kind of sick of his bullshit. Like, just right. stop talking about it to me. Like, actually do something about it, please. I want yeah. two people to get into a fight so badly, and it just doesn't happen anymore, ever. Where yep. is Shane when you need him? It's it's a society that we live in. <laughs> True. Um... We go back to Reba, I think. There's more strategizing. I had some notes, but like I pretty much already voiced my opinion on it. Just like, 
we know what's going on in the game. The players obviously don't know what's going on, and it makes for a frustrating viewing experience. Um, did you have anything to add? Or do we go to um, I, I think I skipped this one, so I'm going to rewind a little. One of my pet okay. peeves like in life is just people telling you like what you need to think and do, you know? And so I like when Brando and Kendra or when Brando was like, okay, I guess I'll like maybe talk to Kendra like once, I guess. And they talked and they were like, oh, yeah, we'll just like vote Drew or whatever their conclusion was. And they're like, let's go talk to Emily. And I don't know which of them said it. I like forgot. But one of them was just like, your best bet is us. And I'm like, what a stupid thing to tell like an analytical person, like just telling her what her best bet is like immediately. That would make me not want to work with you at all. It's just not the move. It's just not the move. This is not a verbally savvy group of players. And this episode made that very apparent to me. Yeah. And I guess maybe does that make anything interesting to you as a as a viewer? Do you think that that makes things more unpredictable, less game body? No, not even a little. I wish it no. did. But no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and honestly, it kind of surprised me that she went the way that she did at the end of the episode cuz it she was really foreshadowing that I think she was going to side with the numbers and go with the Bello people. And it threw me off a little bit. Yeah. But Brando I agree. was just off-putting the whole episode, so. Brando was just Silly boy move after silly boy move um, for a boy who's not very silly. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he was someone that I wanted to like in the preseason. Um, and then he didn't get much screen time this season. And that this, the stuff that we did see was just not great. So, yeah, um, no, he was. He will be forgotten. I guess it's the nicest way I can put it. Yep. All right. So we go to a challenge. Another puzzleless challenge. We didn't have one last week, I don't think. Maybe in one of the. Do we have a reward challenge last week? I think. Did we? Oh, we did. You're right. Oh, I no, love a good reward no, we challenge. Didn't. We didn't. We didn't have a reward. We had Maybe a two swap. weeks ago. Then we did have one like this season, I think. Okay, but we didn't have a puzzle last week. I remember that. Um. um okay, real quick. Well, let's talk about reward challenges. I get that they don't want to make a full big ass like full fledged obstacle course for two challenges an episode. And that, that makes sense to me. I, I get that. You know, I'm not going to be too much of like a stop doing things for budget guy. Um, one of the I feel like reward challenges could be chill. They could be fun. Like put some fish out there and then make the make these bitches play bocce ball. Or what was the one like they went bowling in heroes versus villains, right? Give me some of that. Just let these people have a little fun. And then give me a food challenge. Make it five minutes long. Cost production like $5. And break up this episode. I cannot get over how much better this episode's pacing would have been had we had a challenge at the 15 minute mark. I think it would have fixed all our issues. Genuinely do. Really baffling decision to not do more reward challenges with 90 minute episodes. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think in past seasons, they're definitely what... like. It doesn't have to be some high production thing. Yeah. Um, I'm very okay with like low effort challenges. Like that doesn't bother me too much. Uh, the high effort ones are really cool, but like I'd rather get a bunch of low effort challenges than like, like two or three really, really beast mode ones towards the end of the season. than just have like a bunch of medium ones with one challenge per episode for the whole season. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think 
in some interviews, Jeff was kind of saying like, oh, instead of rewards, we're going to put our energy towards these journeys. Um, oh, yeah. All, all that effort of setting up two tables and making four or yeah. three shitty Subway six-inch sandwiches. Yeah, really. Must have taken out of like, didn't look that great. But I would have still sure snarfed they're... it down, but... Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like Survivor Pizza. They, like, show it, and you're like, that That just looks bad. <laughs> that just looks objectively awful. Um, it's like it's like Jeff foraged for the materials for that pizza. That's a little bit how I felt with these sandwiches. Although the cheese looked pretty good. I'll give the cheese. Yeah. Um, it, do you have any comments on the actual challenge? I'm not, I'm not sure I do. Uh, let's see what I had. Uh, I just wrote Reba ain't messing around in this challenge. Like, they were going hard. Um, I was wasn't surprised. Impressed. I would not have expected that, that to win a challenge. challenge. I was impressed. Yeah. yeah. Good for them. Um, I was also saying that like the the slingshots at the end provide like an interesting like level for the playing field. Oh my gosh, when he Jeff was previewing that challenge and he's like and then sandbags will drop I'm like, "Oh my gosh, we're throwing sandbags into hoops again." I was so Oh like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then he pulled out that catapult and I was like, "All right, just kidding. All right, Jeffrey, you're you're a good boy again." Yeah, I think it's an interest. like the the slingshots are always interesting. I think it there's always like a little bit of a learning curve to it that you don't have in those other challenges where it's maybe throwing something. People know how to throw things. Not everyone knows how to use a slingshot or like it, you know, it requires some I adaptation it, on the fly. Right. I think it like if someone just really sucked at these slingshots or couldn't figure it out, um it It'd be funny some room for another tribe to catch up and maybe yeah. win a challenge or someone uh, not expected to go to tribal. So good on them. Um, good on them. And then I also wrote that maybe the most interesting we we got the most interesting option here with Bello going to tribal. So I was kind of happy with that, um, even though like I'm not super interested in any of them. I guess maybe Lulu oh. going to tribal would have been Pretty interesting as well. Oh, really? I was going to go. Yeah, yeah. Lulu is the one I wanted to see a tribal pretty bad. Like, it feels like it would be cut and dry because what is it like the four four old Bellow plus plus Caleb? But I don't feel like Caleb was going. It was going to be an old Bellow going. I think that would have been interesting. And we're never going to get to see it now because we're merging with how many fucking people? OK, sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> um, what else do we get here? I feel like um, we covered so much just early on in this episode. We did. Uh, at the challenge, one thing I did think was interesting was like when Reba was forced to like pick people. Again, this is not a verbally savvy group of players. Just J. Maya literally being like, oh, we know Austin. Like, I'm like, what a stupid thing to say. What a stupid, stupid thing to say. What a stupid thing to say. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was very strange and kind of a weird pick as well. I don't know. Super weird. Um, uh, so we go back to Bella, of course. There's a lot going on. We we talk about this meeting that Brando has with Drew, where uh, he asks Drew to vote for Kendra instead of him in exchange for his shot in the dark. Um, and then really like, weird thing like, to come out of commercial break too. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, what is with Brando and just like hating Kendra? Like, I I I didn't I fully understand he... it. I don't think he like hated her, right? He but like hated her. There was, like, he was he clearly not say, comfortable working with her at all. Yeah, he did say that like they 
they didn't really talk much on Bellow, um, which is interesting because, like, I feel like on that Bellow tribe, people were talking about how they didn't talk to some people. Like, you didn't talk to everyone that was on the beach at You're some point. You want to beach? How hard was it? What were you doing all day? Yeah. Um, it did seem like Brando really liked to just sit in the shelter and do nothing. It's kind of the vibe I got this episode. Maybe it's just because they're tired now, but... Um... Maybe yeah. he's just uncomfortable talking to women. Maybe that's what it was. That honestly could be. It. I could definitely see that. <laughs> um, at this point, I'm kind of like, you know what? None of this really matters because Austin has his idols and advantages and whatever, and he's gone. Um, and this tribal might come down to that or whatever he decides to play. So yeah. it's like, uh, none of this really matters. Um, he might come back and like make some make up some crazy plan. Um, so yeah, anything else about this strategizing or do you want to talk about the journey? No, let's talk about the journey. Okay. First thing I want to say, I would have liked if the journey was just the sandwiches. (laughs) There was no option for anything else. Just give them sandwiches. I I thought it was going to be that for a second because they showed the sandwiches first and I was like, Oh, this is a great twist here. Just like, just give them food. It doesn't have to be some crazy thing. We can just watch them enjoying the sandwiches, maybe talking to each other about the other tribes. I don't know. Um, I yeah, like, I think you hit the nail on the head with like, I want to hear them talk to each other. Like, I feel like the journey is an interesting concept to me, and like, I am someone who's pretty like been okay with journeys the whole time. Um, Shipwreck Island obviously got old in forty one, but other than that, they're fine. I just feel like they're not using them right. Like, uh, it had to just be the most boring conversation ever walking up that mountain. Why did we not get a word of it? Like, the whole journey was spent <laughs> yeah. on them reading production signs. And that was it. And, like, a little arguing. But, like, I just feel like there's so much potential to do interesting, th- interesting things with the journey. And we just never get anything interesting from it. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um... Do you have any thoughts on this decision? Any of the, uh, it was any the right decision. They, like, you think it was the right, the right decision? I, I do. Um, like, I actually am a big fan of these like advantages where like you can either decide to work together or like I think this one very clearly incentivizes you to vote out those other people, you know? And I kinda like that added like bounty on someone's head concept. I think that'd be like an interesting like season-long twist to Survivor is if like there was some sort of like bonus for like eliminating a target you get assigned or something like that. Could be fun. Survivor assassin. I like it. Yeah, um, I again like they're looking for ways to change it up. Like if you're gonna change it up, like... sometimes go big or go home. I miss I miss like season themes. And a lot of them a lot of them missed like Medallion of Power in Nicaragua, etc. But like some of them hit. And I feel like we could use a little more like season-long tie-in you know yeah i think it was interesting i think it's just i'm kind of sick of all these convoluted (laughs) advantages they're so they're so intricate and like have so many different details that like you know i'm just turning on this show for fun (laughs) i don't really care for that complication um, i agree of remembering everything um, uh, yeah, again, that's my problem, right? It's every indiv- every advantage is different. So you have to remember what each person has and like what in particular they have. It's not just, oh, all these yeah. people have idols, right? You're remembering five different advantage types. And I think that's really where the problem comes in for me. It's not yeah, that we I have too many advantages. It's like I need fewer types of advantages. 
I think if I was in that situation, what I'm thinking or what I'm thinking as a viewer of the show, I'm just like, just take the sandwiches. You're adding so much complexity to this game by doing the advantage. Um, like, it, it's just adding another layer of complexity. I guess you have the advantage if things work out in your favor, but it's just another thing to worry about. Keep the game simple. Take the sandwich. <laughs> I was I was so with Austin in this. I was just like, I want the I want them to eat the sandwich. <laughs> well, well, it's the Michael Scott thing, right? Kiss, keep it simple, stupid. I, yeah, I hear you on that one. I would have taken the advantage, but you know, I I understand the sandwich rationale. Yeah, if my other two cohorts on the journey were thinking sandwich, it would not have taken much to convince me out of advantage. Yep. Um. Do we have anything else pre-tribal or do we just go to tribal? I don't really have anything else to say. I don't know if anything else happened. Um, I don't really have anything to say about tribal either. Do you have anything to say? I have exactly one comment to make about tribal. Um, Okay. Tribal began with Jeff talking about how fires your life. Classic. You got to love a classic Jeff line. And then we have to make it the nerdiest shit ever. And we have to go into... And Brando, now that you're here, now that you're sitting in front of me, how does it make you feel that the now fire really is your life? And I was like, gag, gag, ugh. Um, and then I proceeded to tune out the rest of Tribal Council because I couldn't give less of a flying fuck about the like stupid metaphors and the dumbass pleasantries we were going to get about how Survivor has fundamentally changed me as a person. And these 10 days on the island were worth more than the rest of my life combined. And uh, uh, sorry. That's all. Yeah, I was about to say, we've had two people quit at Tribal Council, and somehow this is the worst one of the season. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, actually, I did have one more note from Tribal. Um, it's again, another great, like, stupid quote. You know, here are the revelations that we get from Tribal Council these days. Ready? I'm voting out a person, not a chess piece. Wow. Whoa, who saw that one coming? We're not just playing board games out here. These are real people that we're voting out. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I figured that out in like 2001 when I was two years old watching season two with, on my parents' lap. Yeah, I think we got it by 45. They were voting out people. We're not playing chess. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> okay, Evan. Who is this uh... show for now? Who is this show for now? Because all we're doing is casting super fans. So if anything, if you're going to cast a bunch of super fans, let's make this show then for the super fans who are watching. Because let me tell you, there's no person who tunes on Survivor now for the first time and is like, yeah, this is entertaining. You if know, we're going to go down the I super fan it, path, let's full send on it. Let's stop like being half-assing it. You know, I think that it's a problem with maybe not mixing up the format with Tribal. It's... It, it's people seeing that this is what tribal is on TV and then thinking that that's what they have to do in tribal. Um, and I, I think someone should just take it over. I think someone should just go up there and be like, Jeff, we're not going to play your little bullshit metaphor games. And instead, yeah, we're, we're just ready to vote each other. Or yeah, something like, like we need to change this up somehow. <laughs> we're ready to and vote. We're, like not, to say, we're not answering your questions. Or start interviewing each other. Start grilling each other out there. You know, do something. Just... Oh, I can't do any more metaphors and more big yeah, life revelations. Kinda, you know, I was kind of hoping that Drew was going to drop the bomb that Brando was was uh, making that deal with him earlier against Kendra. <laughs> um, 
I would have enjoyed him dropping that bomb at Tribal and would have made things maybe a, a little bit more entertaining. But, yeah, I agree with that. You know, whatever. Uh, oh, well. One thing I had to ask you was, can you explain to me how Austin played his advantages? Because half of me was not paying attention and then the other half just straight up did not care. <laughs> I actually have practiced this. I was watching with my mother and my mother also had no clue what happened there. So to, to your point earlier, uh, okay. these advantages are n- unnecessarily complicated. So Austin had the the like temporary idol, right? And, and the idol was um, you either use it at your first tribal council or it loses its power, right? Right. It had a third option the, to it, which was if you will. lose your vote, this idol will get extended to the first merge tribal. Right. And if at the first merge tribal, you can have the same option again of lose your vote and then it will get extended throughout. I think it's like till final eight or something. It's not that many people. Um, but then so that he played that and he did, he elected to lose his vote said he could empower the idol for a future tribal council. And then he played an extra vote advantage that he still had his normal amount of votes today. Okay, that's kind of what I thought. Um, yeah, thanks for explaining that for me and the listeners of this podcast. I'm sure you're so welcome. You should refer to me as Professor like Evan that. from now on, though. You know, this should just be a segment on the show. Like, Evan explains advantages. <laughs> You're going to keep track of everything. We should have you know, like, a, think... little, a little theme song. We break into this segment. Evan, explain this advantage. Um, Hey, you know, it might make it a little more interesting on these advantages. I'm thinking like the big short, you know, where it's like, Mar- here's Margot Robbie in a bathtub to talk to you about what <laughs> short selling is. Um, Like that. Yeah, I could go for that vibe. I think... You know, you mentioned me being on the show, so I'm going to like bring this up now because it's one of the more interesting interesting things we're going to talk about. Like, I, I've really been thinking a lot about what my audition video would be, and I think it would just be a collection of the things I said on this podcast about how I want to shove nerds in lockers, um, and then me <laughs> doing like a Joker impression, being like, "No, Jeff, you want to know how I got these scars? It's from watching your shitty game, something like that." But um, I just want a chaos causer. That's where is chaos cast when I need her? You know. Ugh. Yeah, and we thought Emily was going to be that person, but I think it was just nerves of being on the island too. or realizing that, like, oh, crap, I'm not going to be around here that long if I keep doing this. Yeah, um, so. there, there are, there are was... intelligent ways to cause chaos in Survivor, right? The key is, like, no one can know that you're causing chaos, right? Um, and that's the part that people don't like. Everyone wants to attach themselves to big moves so badly. That like they want to put their name on things. Whereas like I wanted to see an agent of chaos working from the shadows who's like chill low key the whole time, but is actually just fucking shit up somehow. I think that'd be so fun. Just randomly throwing votes on power players and stuff if when you know you don't need your vote or something. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent agree. Um I don't think there's really much more to say. I had some notes on Brando, but I think I mentioned it earlier. Yeah, Brando got himself um, voted out. Uh, was you not know, a top tier player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was pretty much invisible in the edit for the past few weeks. Um, so I'm not too hurt about this. You know, he is one of the players that I liked in the pregame. Um, wait, was he the? Was he was your he winner, pick. winner pick. Oh, he was your okay. winner pick, right? Yeah. I yeah, think so. I had high hopes for Brando. Let's go! But, I outlasted you know, him this he, season. He was not. He was not ready for Survivor. Um, 
or really a likable player. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if that was a little bit mean, Brando, if you're listening to this. We should still get coffee. I don't know which part of it is funnier, the fact that you're apologizing for having a pretty mundane opinion (laughs) or the fact that you think Brando would ever in any world, in any multiverse, would ever be listening to this podcast. I don't know which (laughs) of those makes me laugh harder. Tim, I think you need to check our viewership numbers some more before you make comments like that. Um, They're through the roof. I don't think you (laughs) have... All four. Evan, you know, you don't have access to that. I don't have access. I have no clue. You know, we could be in the top 10 Survivor podcasts. We could. Um, I mean, there might only be like nine of them. So we'd be in there by default. But I think you'd be surprised. There's probably right. hundreds. There, there actually um, are, to your point. So we got the merge next week. Um, anything to say about that? Or is that our outro? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to posit the three ways. I've come up with three things, three storylines I hope we can see the rest of this season that will redeem it. But if we just get more of what we've gotten so far, I literally could stop watching now and not care less. Um, my three, my three plot lines that could redeem this. Number one, Austin talked a lot about like, Oh, we're gearing up for battle between like, you know, what was it? Bello and Reba. If we can just get some like large, like large scale, like hatred induced, like sides formed, like going to actually going to war mentality. Like he talked about, that could be mildly entertaining. That's one way. I don't think that'll happen. I think there was enough fractures within each of those tribes, like, you know, um, J. Maya and Sifu on Reba, and then obviously Katora and Bruce on original Bello. So I don't think that one will happen, but it could be interesting. Number two, the number, my second strategy for how we make this season more interesting is we have Kendra. Did you see Kendra's face when Brando was voted out and how shocked she was? Yes. I think Kendra's the kind of person where, like, she might just let shit hit the fan. I hope she just goes ape shit on this beach. I hope she goes insane. <laughs> and then I hope Sifu's like, no, I'm supposed to be the most insane one on this beach. So then he gets even crazier and it just becomes a total shit fest. I think that could be mildly entertaining. And my third yeah. option, this is the one I really want. This is, you know, I hate to say that this might be the most intriguing storyline of the whole new era if it comes true. But I want Austin's revenge arc for the sandwich. I just want him to go like full, <laughs> like, like, uh, what's it like blazes behind him, walking away. Cool guys don't look at explosions as he just blows up people's game after game. And he does it all in the name of that sandwich. Like, that's the key. He can't just do it. It needs to be in the name of that sandwich. I need the sandwich. To just keep coming up again and again and again. And that will that will be interesting. Other than that, I don't really know what's saving this season. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. That's like, um. What was it like the cookie drama of Gabon? (laughs) The cookie drama. Yes. (laughs) That's all we need. Where is sugar? Put sugar on a new era season that will fix all of our problems. Like just pull her alone. (laughs) Only returnee. Actually, no. Let's get Randy Bailey out there too. sugar on one tribe. Randy on the other. That's it. (laughs) I fixed Survivor. I did it, Tim. We, We figured it out. Yeah. Um, with the merge next week, I. You know, these new seasons, it's all about the tribal lines and stuff and like, oh, keeping strong with your original tribe. I I couldn't care less and I don't think it really matters at all. Um, so I feel I'd like, like your, your original just, tribe like, has never mattered less in Survivor than it does right now. But they still talk about it like it does. 
I know. It's um, the entire pre-merge about how we got to keep our like original tribe strong. And I'm like, you all are going to turn on each other so fucking fast. Like, like it's so obvious too. This group is so like, so stupid. I don't know. Yeah. Casting. I, I think is the problem. I'll say it. Actually, production has a lot of issues right now too. But um, there's just a lot of problems. Survivor. Here's what I, here's what I'm positing. Here's my newest theory. I was watching Heroes versus Villains highlights this past week. And as one does, as one does. <laughs> well, when you're when your heart aches for Survivor and instead you're getting pumped shit fest to feel good um, once a week on Wednesday nights, like, yeah, you long for the good old days. Do you remember? I, I and then I went down the rabbit hole and I started watching Survivor Panama highlights because it's the exact opposite of the new era. Like Panama and Gabon stand out as like <laughs> the most different seasons than what we have right now. Just total shit fest. The vile. It was vile, vile subhuman, like, like culty, war hungry. It was awesome. Bring that back, please. Um, but people just voting each other out over interpersonal. Yeah, things, over just just things people say to each other. There's people threatening to kill each other. People calling other people's apartments <laughs> shitty. You know, all that good stuff. Um, but it. You look back and you really look at that run of seasons from, yeah, Panama and Gabon and Fiji and and um, I'm missing so many good ones. Micronesia and and Heroes versus Villains that that 12 to 20 China amazing eight season stretch. Right. And we have like six straight seasons of garbage after like 21 through 26. We're all pretty bad. Yep, I feel like that's where we're at right now. Like 40. It was kind of this big triumphant, like huge thing. And then they had to reset. They had to like make them bad again so they could make them good again later. You know, I feel like that's where we're at right now. Like, and again, 44 really stands out as kind of being this, you know, high point in this otherwise pretty bad era. Um, but I hope Survivor has enough time to rebound. I think the viewership numbers are still good enough, but like a little part of me worries 50 is going to be our end these days. Um, I just don't know if this current iteration of the show will continue to captivate viewers, I guess. I feel like all of the seasons are really running together in my head right now. And that really isn't a problem that's happened before. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's also it also feels like if they don't change anything. It it almost feels like Survivor has run its course in some ways. Yeah, it's I like, think you yeah. kind of made that point maybe like last week or two weeks ago. And at the time when you said it, I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. This week, I really felt that I was like, have we just kind of exhausted what this can be? Because if we just keep doing this, it's it, it to me, it's over. It, we can't keep seeing the same thing both week after week and season after season. And again, 40, 44 being the exception there. But it just feels like we're very stagnant right now. Very stagnant right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like we're seeing the same thing over and over again. Season after season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> same types of people. Sure. I don't know how they rejuvenate it. I'm not a writer or a creative <laughs> or television. Um, but, you know, I'd be interested in seeing them shaking it up. I don't oh, you think know, this week. I just I had an idea. Really, like, pain so I didn't think that the new era is painfully bad, is what I'm saying. I think it's kind of mediocre in some ways and, like, maybe even good in others. Um, the mediocrity is almost worse than being bad. You know what I mean? If it's bad, you're like, okay, this is bad, and we course correct. The mediocrity we get now, it's just kind of like, no, I guess we're fine with this for now. You know, 
I don't feel like yeah. there's the onus to change that seasons like Nicaragua, which were just like so awful. Those brought on like changes in production. Um, you know, I think the solution is that CBS should give them more money so they can do 39 days. <laughs> I think that's one fix. And, I think the other fix in like, again, I appreciate what Jeff Probst has done for this show. And, you know, and you hear him talk about like what it was like on Survivor Borneo and really the dynamo he's built this into. And he has been a huge part of that. But I also think that like there's so much that comes from when you're in one position for too long. Right. Eventually you just need fresh blood and fresh ideas. And I'm not saying Jeff needs to step down as host. Like I, I think Jeff should go back maybe into more of a hosting only role. I just think we yeah. need new people at the top pushing down new ideas. And again, it's not because I think these people were bad at ideas. I just think that there needs to be a natural cycling that occurs, right? I think stagnancy is bad. And I think we're seeing a lot of stagnancy because people at the top have really kind of exhausted their idea pool, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. But I feel like Jeff's like so in a power position where he would probably yeah, it'll never happen. Replacement. Like, yeah, just, right. if you listen to the podcast, it's like he's just sitting around with some yes men and like talking yeah. about the show. Um, so, so, I mean, this is like know, a challenge, right? I, this is like... Jeff, do you want to just be the king of do you want to be the king of mediocrity or do you want to reduce your own power a little to make something greater? I, I think that's, you know, a classic age old philosophical question mm -hmm. that extends far beyond Survivor, but it just feels like where we're at right now. OK. So we've had this big conversation that it feels like we're having almost every week every for week. some reason retreading. There's nothing good to talk about in the episode. We got to talk about something. <laughs> yeah, it was a. Well, I mean, we don't have to talk about something. We could have ended the episode 10 minutes ago. Um, so that's why I'm going to end it now. We have the merge next yeah, week. Yeah, take charge, Tim. Yes. I love it. We'll see you next week in the next one. See you guys. Peace.